and gentlemen, here we are again. We've got another special edition episode, one piece of the Podmus extravaganza. We, I'm here with my other host, Cordo, and joining us again from the rest of the world is Jonah. Running it back, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, boys. Mm-hmm. So today, we're going to talk about, we've, we've, we've briefly already touched on it, the best Christmas movies, but like with anything... We are sad and we like picking holes in things. Yeah. So let's have a crack at it. We're going to have a quick look at the worst Christmas movies. So Cordo, you're going to lead from the front and tell us what is what. Fellas, Netflix has brought us so many great things. The Last Dance, other fantastic things that have currently escaped my mind. Narcos, <laughs> for example. But why are their Christmas movies the biggest steaming turds in history? I'm not just talking Christmas movies either. Okay. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what I don't know what they've they've done. Their marketing department has gotten a post note from someone saying people love more than sixty five Christmas movies. There's physically not enough time. We've been through the, the staples. There's going to be some staples. You want to just try easing one or two a year. You want people to be talking about it, not seventy five different ones to go. Have you seen this one over here with Jill from the ninth season of whatever rubbish I've got on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, and they're all like bold and the beautiful, but hard Christmas. And also, why are half of them involve a princess falling in love with a prince? When did like Cinderella become a Christmas movie? I'm I'm about to give you the answer that I believe is true, but that we don't want to hear. Okay. <laughs> These movies aren't made for us, boys. Like, <laughs> these, Netflix. Hold up. At this point, wait, a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, what? <laughs> I, this is going to blow your mind, but like the, the, the 2835 mail, this is not the market. For, <laughs> uh, what's going on here is that Netflix is, is just unbridled capitalism at work. They're gunning for Hallmark's neck. This is what they're doing. Yeah. This is like Netflix is not the first player in the absolute shit Christmas movie game. They're just the newest to it with the most resources. So that's why you're being yeah. bombarded. Like that's what's going on here. Um, I've been l- like lucky and unlucky at the same time, just like both of you boys. I'm an absolute moron and I've decided to move during the pandemic and my internet's not been hooked up yet. So I'm actually doing this <laughs> from the office. Don't tell anyone. But <laughs> The, the 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 key to that is though I have not been on Netflix in weeks and have been spared, which I think has mm. somehow been like a blessing in disguise. I like so for me, I sit there and I go, I understand like you're making it for a different audience. That's fine, but I've worked hard over the years to jam blood, gore, violence and crime into my Netflix account so that when right. I log on, you suggest I watch Power Death yes. 5000. This is a good How point. dare you put the Christmas Princess Chronicle Santa Sleigh Love Fest crap and try to convince me that it's the number one trending movie. That's, uh-uh. the, that's the big one. Is that trending? It's Bullshit. trending because we want it to be. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I actually I'm loving that take that like the algorithm's been compromised. <laughs> like, <It has. laughs> 
Data is the one truth they've got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're compromising that, we have a problem. Like, I know damn well that Home Alone is number one in Australia right now. Don't you dare try yeah, and yeah, convince don't, me don't. that it's this thing. <laughs> so, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's that, again, the Netflix algorithm, they're just, they're throwing, they're not throwing, they don't have three darts to throw at the board to try and get three triple 20s. They've got a thousand darts and they're just going to see what hits. I don't care if they double up or something in the board, but the statistical average of it being related to a princess or a female character moving back home for the holidays is, I didn't think it was that possible that many people want to go home or have to go home. Like it's, it's, there can't be that many going on. Yeah. She's either like a super business orientated chick who falls in love with a simple like handyman ex high school flame or she's a broken down loser with no cash and falls for a guy that is like a prince and has money. One of them's poor. One of them's rich. But the guy back home, if there is the guy back home, cause let's be honest, it's always the guy back home. He yeah. always has a business that is like, it was always like he was never going to amount to anything, but suddenly it's like sneakily successful. Like, yeah. like, oh, what's that? Oh, you're the founder of that major mega corporation that's now on the stock exchange for billions of dollars. Yeah, you know, you know, just ticking it over in my spare time between, you know, you know, taking care of these orphan kids. You know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Let me give you a line that I guarantee is in at least seven of these movies. Honey. What about Chad? He's a lovely guy. I don't know, Ma. Am I really cut out to date someone who's like just an electrician? And then Chad is like, oh, I've been so busy on this house I'm working on. Oh, wow, Chad, that house is massive. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have bought it with all that cash I made. (laughs) I was thinking to myself, while being ruggedly handsome, I could use an immaculate house palace. So I thought I'd build it. Yeah. Oh, no, my shirt came off. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. Yeah. Damn, damn. ACDC positive connection wires (laughs) always blowing my cotton workwear off. (laughs) So I do have, so in the interest of time and not just completely ripping on (laughs) this forever, because we, I know, I looked at the list and we've got probably the most vigorous notes we've ever written about anything. Yes. On the on bad romantic Netflix comedy specials, but one of them did appear here, and it appeared in both lists in our best and worst, and it is jingle all the way. <laughs> There's a case now, to be made both ways. There's a case. And to be made. look, I will hand on heart say I probably only remember the good bits of Jingle All The Way, which is me just recalling Arnie always going around going, I got to get my Turbo Man. That's it. That's all I remember. And I remember being hilarious. And that's kind of the majority of the, that's the movie I remember. But I don't remember being bad, but I also don't remember being good. Hang on. Can you do that impression yeah. again? It wasn't very, it wasn't very, uh, <laughs> it sounded like the Indian guy from 40 year old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to it later after when I get in the zone again. Got to get the Turbo Man, whatever his <laughs> stupid kid's name is, I forgot. There's, uh, oh, it's got to be like Richie or something like that. But the, um, there's some absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I think throughout throughout Arnold's entire career, there's a lot of like really really good um, 
absolutely th- ridiculous things to say in an Austrian accent. And Jingle All the Way really ticks a lot of those boxes. Like whenever yeah. he calls into the radio station and the answer to the surprise question is, what are the names of all of Santa's reindeer? On dancer, on prancer. And he's trying to like go through the rhyme. It's it's next level. <laughs> and he's missing one, but at the same time, he's being sabotaged by Sinbad of all people. Like it's, <laughs> yes, I, so th- this movie makes no sense, but it's amazing. And, and so I actually take a little bit, I take a little bit of grievance with this being in the worst list, but I understand. I understand. <laughs> it's more just like, okay, I just quickly looked it up. So his kid's name is Jamie. It's Jamie. played by Jake Lloyd, the kid from Phantom Menace, Star Wars, like little Anakin. Whoa. Uh, so he's got a fairly healthy hit list in terms of box office pool. But, like, yeah, every single scene. So this goes back. I'm going to harp on about something quickly. I get so frustrated. I love Arnold so much. But, for like, why do people just pretend that he doesn't have this thick Austrian accent? <laughs> he's, he's like the all-American dad in this movie. Like, in a small yeah. town. Like, he's not even... Yeah, like- like- yeah. Oh, Jamie, I know I get the perfect toy for you for Christmas. Like, it's just so weird. Like those other movies where he's like a sheriff. Oh, yeah, that's Sheriff Jones. He's been a sheriff here for 45 years. He's like, hey, welcome. Can I have eggs? <laughs> and, and no one acknowledges like how huge he is. Like, we're just supposed yeah. to believe that he's just like some like office working dad who's also Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, normal dudes are not just walking down the street and being the street. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it it pulls away from the realism that no one's acknowledging, like, what's going on with his size. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just so big. But yeah, look, it, you're right. It's one of those ones where it's like a poorly made film, but it's still kind of cool. Yeah. I, so I maybe it dangerously cool, plays. Yeah, it dangerously plays in it's so bad it's good. But I think the fact that Sinbad is in it and is some, like, evil rival, they're always able to, like, in an era without Google Maps or, like, (laughs) click and collect stock checks, they're able to just always go to the very next spot where there's one Turbo Man left. I hate that stuff. Yeah. Um, All right, what else is on the list, AP? We actually had your arch nemesis. You're Sinbad. Home Alone 3. Mm. <laughs> Which, I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot about it was even a movie, but it doesn't, like, it was It was very long after the original 2. Yeah. Like, a, a substantial period. And obviously it didn't work, because what you just can't continue that. They had a good run, sometimes you just got to let it go. There was the kid in it was the kid from Liar Liar. Oh, it was too. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that's the, I mean, cause that's ultimately what a lot of people would say. The main problem in the movie is, is that they've attempted to replace Macaulay Culkin. Mm. And I, I don't believe the robbers aren't the same either. Right. Like Joe Pesci gone. Like that's no, that. Yeah. It's, it's like this weird crew of totally different people. It, they did the whole, like, let's put Ashton Kutcher in two and a half men and hope no one notices. Right. Yeah. In some ways that works, and in some ways it doesn't. Most successfully, I think, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
like the 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 uh, Aunt Viv is just is just replaced. But they also but they also acknowledge it. Like in the first episode, like they have like a weird moment where it's like that's not the same lady. <laughs> but then they just go from there, and it's cool. Um, I so I think like in this in this it just doesn't work because so much of what made those films work is the the interplay between those three characters and not just the mm. characters but the actors that are in those roles um yeah it but i should say i i feel substantiated after the experience in new york the trauma of new york like i said kevin goes into witness protection here comes new kevin they have to make the movies without him because he's too busy becoming John McClane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going through his like Christian Bale uh, Batman. He's out in a pit. Like he's becoming. He's he's out there becoming John <laughs> McClane. Um, but interestingly enough, friends, we're gonna play a little seven degrees. Of, what? How many degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah, six, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Three, you, four, something. You are now officially connected to the kid who plays replacement Kevin. Are you that kid? No. In, <laughs> in, in, in graduate school, I went on dates and was seen for a while a girl that had like dated him for a long time. Ah. She was from, she was from like the, the, like she was from California and they had dated for a long time and. So I, I obviously never met this guy. I was later, but yeah. So by law of you kissing her and her kissing him, you've technically macked on with the kid from Home Alone 3 and Lie Lie. I, I hate to break it to you guys like this, but I'm going to spin off my own podcast that's just about my <laughs> tenuous relationship to, to this man that I don't know and have never met. We're the, plat- we're the yeah. platform for you to launch the uber successful rest of world jonah oh quest i'll tell yeah. you like you're, you're all you don't realize this but you're also connected to one of the u.s bachelors from reality tv fame because whenever i was in high school i went on dates with a girl who went on to date him later so you you are you are just connected to these to these men it's like a thing where you only date women that have dated like C-grade celebrities. <laughs> you, maybe that could maybe that could be your uh, Christmas movie, Jonah. You're the you're the guy who they date, and then they go on to date the other guy, and you're just always in there, just like good that luck. Is a, Chuck that's definitely Christmas. A, yeah, you're Chad, good luck, yeah. Chuck. You're Chad, the electrician, just waiting for the girl to come back to town. Like I, I was really hoping that my Christmas movie would be somewhere more like The Revenant meets Christmas, but. <laughs> But I could go with I could go with good luck, Chuck Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got I've got a couple of questions for the both of you in yeah. the now that we've kind of looser wrapped up. But this one is specifically for you, Jonah, because I think Cordo will share the same experience I had. But I feel like Americans we'll go with Americans because it I works feel, out I, well for I, my narrative. I, I feel discriminated, but continue. <laughs> There's a lot of Christmas special TV shows. Yeah. And now it was big in the 80s and 90s. Obviously, it carried over a transition to TV. So I use the case where, for whatever reason, there was a Star Wars Christmas. There's actually one out now, like the Lego Star Wars Christmas. There always seems to be like a insert movie, but they make a small movie or whatever it is, a subsect. Shrek Christmas. What's the go? And 
are you all about it? So I'm all about it for comedy sitcoms. Like randomly cramming other Disney franchises into a Christmas setting, not my jam. But like I can get into I can get into like if you're doing some kind of like Christmas themed Seinfeld episode or Christmas Simpsons, um Christmas South Park themes are always fantastic. I mean South Park Santa might be my favorite Christmas special Santa. Um so yeah, I get me on board. Like I'm here, I'm here for it. But yeah, Shrek Christmas, nah, I can do without that. And I know I'm gonna catch some big flack from like Shrek Twitter, but um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it it is a thing. But then like I look we talked about it on the other episode, like some of those friends Christmas episodes were some of my favorite friends episodes. Like the family guy work. kiss saves Christmas. <laughs> family guy. See, that's the thing. For me, Genius. it has to be outrageous. Like it has to it has to step into like some kind of like ridiculous territory. I I yeah. there there's other problems with you like liking friends in general, but we'll cover that on a different podcast. The <laughs> That's on my other podcast. Like that's that's also <laughs> about like these these uh, C list celebrity men. Uh, but you know, <laughs> it's a it's an anti friends C list celebrity men podcast. We'll we'll come up with a title Ooh, for it later. Yeah, that could be a good one. We'll have to stash that like heavyweight face off Hulk Hogan Ric Flair kind of thing. <laughs> we'll have a crossover. AP, if you were to say I bump into you in an elevator. Yeah. Actually, this is, I'm going to ask you both of this. So, Jonah, I'll give you time to think about it. AP, I'll put you on the spot. Oh, thanks. I'm a Hollywood executive. I made some indie film in Peru. So Netflix being Netflix has just gone, here's $50 million and a three-picture deal. I walk into an elevator. You're a struggling filmmaker who has been heavily impacted by COVID. You just need some work you know that I'm sniffing around for a Christmas film and I just want stats. I want eyes on my film. I don't care about how bad it is. We get into an elevator, ground floor, I'm going to floor 17. You have roughly 30 seconds to pitch me your Christmas movie. So I then hit the emergency stop button at floor 16 and go, where did I say I'm from? Peru. <laughs> I want to make a movie. <laughs> go. All right, we're going to wind the clock back. So I'm going to be honest, I did think about cheating and going straight down the line and being like, Santa's suddenly a chick in a bikini, and then you're in. That's the hook in, because the Peruvian dude's like, all right, you look a bit like Pedro Pascal, I'm interested. You've got me. (laughs) (laughs) But I was actually thinking you could either go hardcore, it's actually like Santa's a front. It's actually a big, big cocaine running rink, mm-hmm. a giant mm-hmm. cocaine run. So all the Santas are peddlers. <laughs> like this is like serious. Like it's like so massive, and everyone's just like something's going on here. Mark Wahlberg's in it. Yeah. He's all walking around, all like marking. He's just like What's going something, on? Go- something going on. I know there's something going on here. It's goddamn Santa, and everyone's just like, "What are you talking about, bro? Like just like put the bench press down, like." Just a, and that's a whole it's like a super dark thing and then it turns out that it was all just a big you know test for marky mark's character you know he finds his lost kid and then turns out boom real santa comes up and he's just like thanks bro you'll give me a bad name 
you know, all that sort of glory stuff. I would actually watch that. I'm, yeah, I'm no, loving I, this. I, the the idea of Marky Mark like shaking down every mall Santa. What's going on here? What's going on here, Santa? <laughs> and, and, and given and given like these these uh these really intense like puns around snow, and it's just like, huh, snow, huh, Santa, huh, got a little snow, yeah, yeah huh? Yeah. And, I'm gonna freeze you with my fist. <laughs> I think the key with it too would be, I'm thinking some peak, um off characters who've been in other Christmas movies. So I think getting Bruce Willis involved, but not like, you know how Bruce sometimes gets involved now and he kind of, he's all like, I'm Bruce Willis. You kind of want him around and he's like, suddenly he's on the phone to him and he's like, Bruce, something's going on. And he's just like, I know I can sense it. And you're like, oh my God, is is he John? What's he doing? Like, oh my God, this is the best. You know, you literally get, you know, suddenly, um, Will Farrell was in it as, as sort of elf, but not really elf. And you're a bit confused. So you're just throwing all these red herrings out there and everyone's just like, oh my God, I know what to do. Narcos North Pole. Yeah. I'm that's my it. that's my pitch. I actually love that. This is meant to be the bad Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> be the bad Christmas movie. Like, and now I'm, I'm like I'm genuinely bummed. <laughs> well, it looks like I better get right in tonight. If I was you, judging by Netflix's like skullduggery in this space, I would copyright that film because that is going to be on Netflix by Christmas next year, guaranteed. I was going to say, I know I've used that joke before, but I'm literally going to stop recording and there's going to be the Cordo and Rest of World Jonah copyrighted the Marky Mark thing, but not AP. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's going to do that like iconic Pablo line in the Narcos trailer, except instead of like, uh, what is it? Like platinum or whatever. And he's just like, call or cook. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm into that. I love that. All right, Jonah. I, his pitch has got me fizzed. I've now, <laughs> I've now gone into a meeting and told them, I think I've got it. Oh, wait, shit. I think I left my lights on in my car downstairs. I've gotten in the elevator to go back down. You've just been rejected by a Netflix producer for another film about a guy who only dates women that have dated famous <laughs> celebrities. Correct. Yeah. Um, you step in, you recognize me, you give me your pitch. Let's dance. So I'm a little, I'm a little ruffled. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting Peds is off the cuff to be that good, and I spent all my time wrapped up in his plot, not so much thinking of my own. Um, so I, I think I am going to stick with my my the Revenant meets Good Luck Chuck meets. Uh, but since we're in Peru, uh, Peru, uh, I think I'm going to have to also make it like Sicario. So mm. I'm going to I'm going to feature and I'm I'm horrible with actors' names right now. Why am I forgetting the lead in Sicario? Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro is going to be my revenant good luck chuck. So I'm thinking moving through the Peruvian countryside, town to town. He's got a little bit of like an Anton Shakur vibe going on as well. <laughs> but he's like instead of a harbinger of death, he's a harbinger of Christmas cheer. And he is just bringing the ability to spread his loose, loose connections to C-list celebrities <laughs> to the people of the Peruvian countryside. So all of a sudden, all of the 30-something single women in Peru are dating former Bachelor contestants. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's also got like this gritty vibe where he also has to fight all of the all of the wildlife of Peru to bring in like those those revenant vibes. So he's he's got he's got multiple he's got multiple things going on here. We're talking like bears and chokeholds. I'm assuming Peru has bears. We're going to give them bears. Hmm. And then spreading out his connections to famous per- people depending on how you define famous. And how are we going to make this a Christmas thing? <laughs> so here here lies my problem. How is this Christmas? <laughs> It's set during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Start printing the money. Yeah. I just you need that Sicario soundtrack where everything he does, you hear that like the entire movie tinted in yellow, of course. We're 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 south of the equator, so by Hollywood standards, this must now have a yellow filter on the camera. Yes. That has to be a kidnapping in some scene. Yep. Maybe that's what I do. Maybe I don't just like hook up with the, I don't have Benicio hook up with the women in the Peruvian countryside. He actually has kidnapped the C-list celebrities and he's bringing them to the countryside. Yeah, I could see that. And distributing them. Doing that Benicio character, like, I just got to take you here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like constantly, he's not on a bender. He's always coming (laughs) off a bender. Exactly. His hair is mystery wet. His beard is of an indiscriminate length. Yeah. 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 Or or in this case, he's just come off like a loose work Christmas party, but had to go back into the office the next morning. Yeah. That's, that's Benicio in this, in this film and most others, but yeah. Well, the good news is for both of you, Netflix gave me a three picture deal and they don't (laughs) care about integrity or script standards. So both of those, I'm green lighting them. So must mean we're ready for Cordo interviewing himself in the elevator. What's your pitch? Oh, I'm, I, I had an idea and it just seems so inferior. I didn't even want to do it. Mine was basically just like the girl coming home to her hometown, but there's like, <laughs> but they're triplets. <laughs> and so the triplets, one is like super powerful girl that just, you know, I've never had a day off in like seven years, like that girl. <laughs> Then the middle one is like messed up drug addict, like classic middle child syndrome. And then the young one is just a bit spoiled and never really worked hard. So they're each in different areas in life. And there are three corresponding uh, local town hunks that will cure their life's woes. So, yeah. What if, what if a curveball occurs where all three of the hometown Chad bros actually turn out to be like chumps so they're like they're cam they're like um they're a mirage goal and then for whatever reason a prince comes through town (laughs) (laughs) and just takes all three girls on 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 his way on his way to like whatever like annexed territory his royal family owns in the nearby area Make way for the king of Athnaborgstan in Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's always Europe, but it's got like a weird name where you're like, is that like a community in Romania? I don't know. Yeah. That, that would work. That would work. That's still getting made. In fact, it probably already has. Well, there's our three-picture deal right there. Number one, two, three on the trending top ten in your country uh, in 12 months' time. 
All right, boys. I don't think we can top that. Maybe ever. That's just about. That'll kill the podcast. We'll never, ever meet this peak. Fellas, thank you very much. Jonah, appreciate it. Looking forward to getting rich. Oh, you're meant to be hosting. (laughs) I'll let you wrap it up. I'm going to stay quiet. Nah, we're done. I peaked. (laughs) I already hit my peak. (laughs) I hit my peak five minutes ago. I don't have to host anymore. Nah, thanks a lot, gents, and thanks everyone for listening to the uh, the Podmas episode. Yeah, get around the rest if you haven't heard them at Sidelines Media. AP, what's our website? The sidelines.com.au, Thanks, folks. See you soon.